<laughs> the Whitmore effect. <laughs> That's good, yeah. And this guy's been coming to the city. Well, you know, this is, I'll just give you a little sort of take on it. Um, so, I met Jeff through recovery, and, but we used to, we're from the same area in Long Island. I was a little before him. And uh, that's, so in recovery, you know, you get, you stop the using and the drinking, but then you get to really feel the symptoms that motivated you to drink and use, yeah? So, and then you see the solution to those underlying causes and conditions was acting out, drinking and using, to avoid those. And obviously, let's say you drank and used for 20-something years, you're willing to pay any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable today. You ended up in two years of programs, getting run over by cars, fucking tons of shit, arrests, overdosing, tons of things. And then one day you finally get hit struck sober and the underlying causes and conditions are still there. So your application of a solution didn't work. <laughs> so you can escape for 30 years, but if you're ever brought back, it's, the charges are still there. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, whatever you call it, when they end up, when you rob something and then you limit, terms of limitations, whatever. You know, the charges are only in the books for like 12 years. Well. You try everything to avoid these underlying cause condition for 30 years, and you come to, and they're still there, and actually stronger than ever. So, so hopefully, something comes over you to see the failedness, not only of the activity of drinking and using, but the failedness of the whole thing. Yeah. And, to, and then you get certain, uh, you start having suspicions about the thoughts that go through one's head. And I remember when I came into recovery, we have meetings and people talk about feelings and thoughts and actions they did or didn't do and all the guilt and the shit that comes from all that. And then uh, you're sitting there for an hour and because when you're conscious, you're listening, you know, you may try not to listen to a lot of it, but something gets through. And after a few months, maybe a year, hopefully soon, that you come to a conclusion that uh, because you hear these people share who you have, you don't feel like, like you have any connection to, you wouldn't get high with them. That's the first reservation when I first went in. I look at everyone. I wouldn't get high with that fucking person. So that was my, like, calling the herd. But I'm hearing everyone share their feelings and their, thir their thoughts and their certain reactions to life on life's terms. And they sure sounded like mine, you know? I just couldn't come, I couldn't get around the obviousness of this is a shared situation. It's not mine, even though I felt terminally unique. Yeah? So. If the system is, if the whole event is quite shared, but I feel incredibly terminally unique, I would think the terminal uniqueness is a quality of the system I haven't seen, yeah? 
I've seen like all these thoughts that drive me crazy, this and that. But see, the thoughts driving you crazy produce a, a, a movement to try to change the thoughts, start doing affirmations. And then you see, but that's still the, it's the system trying to get out of the system. You know, hopefully you see it sooner or later. So you stop, you know, you, it's sort of like salmon, you know, you have those farms and you ever eat salmon from a farm and then wild caught? Wild caught's really nice pink and red. The salmon from the farm is like super flat. I mean, there's no, no color to it. So, so here you are trying to create your little thought farm. You know, I am wonderful. I deserve whatever, doing applications and shit. But the, all of that stuff is reinforcing the premise of the thought system, which is you're the thinker. It doesn't matter if you're the thinker of great thoughts or you're the thinker of terrible thoughts. The bondage is of, of the thinker, yes? It's not the thoughts. See, if you keep putting the attention on the thoughts, you'll be busy culling and you know, you know, cultivating good thoughts and all this stuff. But all the while, the bondage of the system will be reinforced. You'll be thinking you're the thinker. Yeah, you'll be thinking you're the thinker. So, so hopefully you get a little bit of relief from recovery and then it tells you why the only possibility is a little bit of relief with a lot of fucking maintenance and vigilance and constantly having to reinforce it because it seems to dwindle if you just leave it alone, the relief sort of goes, so you got keep pumping. It's sort of like a blow up doll that has some holes in it. So you, got, you just gotta keep blowing it up, blowing every day. And it gets to feel like a slavery in a sense. You feel like, Jesus Christ, I was enslaved to drugs and alcohol, and now I'm, I'm enslaved to trying to recover from drugs and alcohol. What the fuck, you know? So hopefully it takes you back a little farther and it's all right so let's move on from the thoughts let's move on from the feelings because it doesn't seem to, I don't have much volition concerning them I really don't you know? if I could map out my feeling day you know write down what I want to feel at 11 a.m. and at 30 and if I if I presented it and then it was it was uh, it was brought side to side to how what I really felt. I would see I didn't have much say in the matter. Yeah, feelings seem to sort of surprise you. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking you're having a great feeling, and then there's a weird one coming. You know, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like you can't. Your defense system isn't picking up all the incoming feelings. <laughs> so, so you realize, Jesus Christ, I'm gonna be enslaved to trying to feel better. I was already with drugs and alcohol, now I'm seeing I'm getting enslaved to spirituality the same way. <laughs> so, drugs and alcohol, I'd end up in jail, now I go to jail voluntarily to <laughs> retreats for 10 days. I sign up to go to retreat and actually pay, pay the jail to let me stay there. <laughs> so wait a minute, this doesn't seem right to me. Hopefully, hopefully it doesn't seem right to you because the quality that we have that's constantly being clamped down and muffled is, hey, there could be other possibilities. There could be, yeah? Maybe the, maybe the only possibility I have isn't the only possibility I have. Maybe the only possibility I have is I will be okay, you know, I hope. Not now, but maybe, yeah, if I can just maintain and control or I was okay, 
which makes it worse to feel unokay now. If you were okay and you're not feeling okay now, the self-centeredness, you know, puts you in a position of blame. You feel like, what the fuck have I done once again not to feel okay? It's another, it's a slavery to me completely all day. So, all right. So there's recovery. And in recovery, I met this idea of non-duality, which stopped going to, all right, we got to cut down on the field of misfortune and fucking be grateful for whatever fortune I have that works, all that stuff, but I'm still in the, I'm still in the plantation, so to speak. I'm still enslaved to the plantation. So non-duality was a different idea. Non-duality, you can read about it. My take on it is the definition is not two. So wait a minute. I don't even know there is two. So what, 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 so you're telling me something I don't even know that it's not two. What the fuck? I thought there was one, me and others. That would be two, yes? There'd be one and others. I thought I'm the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Yes, that's the feeling of being the subject. Yet, I'm thought about quite a lot as an object. Well, that's what non-duality is questioning, not two. It's not saying, oh, you gotta balance the one with the other, you gotta increase the one of this, and then the two decrease. It says neither of them are true, yeah? In other words, the subject isn't an object. There's just what is, yeah? There's just an incessant onness that has no beginning or end. There's no entrance, and beautifully, there's no exit, yeah? You don't, it's not like uh, the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. You don't get, like, fucking badges. You're just basically inherently awake. Yeah, that's how dreaming can occur. That how dreaming occurs is the awakeness takes itself to be something other than itself, which is this, the dreamt, and then now it's asleep to being awake. Yeah, that's the dreaming. So non-duality, oh, it's incredible. It illuminated my whole program of recovery. It wasn't my program of recovery, the program of recovery. It illuminated it in another way I hadn't heard in the program of recovery. It started to make clear a lot. Yeah? And it wasn't demanding, well, now that it's been made clear, you got to make it clear every day. No, it said basically, the merest nature is to reflect. You don't have to fucking polish it or fucking Windex it all day. It's reflecting quite well. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, less of you will be better, in a sense. That's okay. So, not two. So, if I'm not the subject, which means there's an activity of thinking, and the subject would be the implied thinker. Yeah? So, it's not saying there isn't thinking. What it's saying, there is no thinker. Yeah? So, there isn't anything that's doing the activity of thinking. There's just an activity of thinking, yeah? That's quite different than how we feel, yeah? When, how I feel, since I've been six or five, the thought implied I was the thinker. And therefore I felt bad about a lot of thoughts, you know? And some thoughts I would share, there were some others I would never share. You know, it's little sexual perversion type thoughts. They, they're in my little fucking locked cabinet. Yeah? So, <laughs> and every time I felt something, 
I felt I was the feeler of it. And actually the most bonding mechanism was doing, yeah? Because here I can get thrown into jail, not by my, for my thinking, but for what I do, yeah? And let's say I have the experience of being taken over by alcoholism, a very strong one, years and years of it, of drugs and alcohol, and the feeling I had deeply was really I was taken over by something and I was going to do whatever that something wanted me to do. It wasn't so when I would go to the court and they'd say you got up you've been fucking drinking and using you got to go to jail. I I saw their point but I didn't feel that way at all. I felt every time I drink or use something seems to have the ability to take this vehicle over drives around like crazy robbing banks fucking running over people shit like that then it, it abandons the, the the car the truck whatever and when the cops come they call me i get arrested i get arrested as the toyota yeah the, I, the toyota didn't choose to run over the person it was used to run over the person but i realized i'm in a world of toyotas I'm in a world that everyone thinks there's a Mr. or Mrs. Toyota that's doing all the Toyotering. Wow. Yeah. Now, in my gut, I don't feel like that at all. I don't. Because I have felt possessed them. Something possessed me, something took me over. I like to use it, see it as a parasitical movement. Yeah. And when it takes us over, it convinces the system that it's the system. So. You never even notice. You just, you don't even have the possibility to be free from it. You're trying to be free as it all the time. Yeah? And that little mistake could create a lifelong fucking slavery. Because to try to be free as the parasite, to try to change the nature of the parasite is fucking heroic work. Because the parasite has a nature of a parasite. It's the old story of the lady saves the little snake, puts it in a little shoebox, gets an eyedropper, gives it food, little, cuts out a couple like little warm cloths, it's like comforters, keeps it in there for a few days. It gets feels better, starts taking it outside, and suddenly the snake bites her. And she looks at the snake and she's like fucking surprised. She goes. Mr. Snake, why did you bite me? I've been so nice to you. So say, I'm a snake. You know what I mean? I don't care how nice you are. It's not going to change the nature of the, the snake. Yeah, I don't care how much you work on the parasite. It's a parasite. It's like those trainers of tigers. They've been training it for 15 years, and one day the tiger just goes, rips the fucking head off. And everyone's so fucking surprised. Hey, it's a tiger. You know what I mean? So here, so... The non-duality, uh, the beautiful thing about having the seat assignment, all I'm talking about is what you're not with the hopes that what you are finally hears it. Yeah. Because the way the hearing's going here in this world, it's what we're not hearing it, yeah, which neuters the idea of what it is, because it is that already, yeah? So suddenly, if what you're not goes on a, a Herculean journey to find what it is, it's the greatest reinforcement of what it's not. <laughs> yeah. Looking for what you are from what you're not is the blindness here.
And I don't care how many corrective fucking lenses you put on Kabbalah, you put on Buddhism, you put on this, you put on that. If you actually are what you're looking for, then looking for it would be a blindness to it. Yes, yes. That's the point of non-duality. Uh, is it true or not for you? If it's not true for you, keep looking for it, and it probably will dawn on you, hey, all the looking isn't doing fucking squat, really. Yeah? So maybe, maybe you'll be open to hear a great statement like Hoang Po, a great Zen master, would say, hey, whatever can be perceived, you're perceiving this, yes, right now, with no effort, you're seeing this, yeah? I'm perceiving that. So, all right, we'll agree there's perceiving of things, yeah? So Hoang Po doesn't say that isn't happening. It says whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Yeah. So measure that with the narrative's theme. If you look at the basic programming of the narrative that's playing all day, its narrative is the thing that's perceived is what's perceiving. It's the body. <laughs> so Hoang Po went right to the source code Opened it up and said, hey, you know, I don't care what you, you know, take it or not, but here you go. Whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. Now listen to your head today. It's assuming that which can be perceived is what's perceiving. So let's say it produces fucking unfortunate or not so... Uh, beneficial results so you keep trying to change those results at the, at, the, at the 30th move when it's all predicated from the first move yeah the identification with the perceived of that which is perceiving is the petri dish all the fucking mistakes are living in if you keep trying to take the isolate these mistakes yes with the hopes that everything will get great the thing that's the mother and the father of those mistakes is still fucking fertile. It's right there. A mistake. A mistake. A premise that isn't true. Yeah? A premise that's always implied. It's used all day in one's head. It's being reinforced. Reinforced. Everything you read is reinforcing it. Every magazine is reinforcing it. Yeah. Whatever is reading this magazine is just like the objects of the things that you're looking at are at in the magazine. Yeah. Every time there's looking, it's reinforcing the looker as a body. Yes. And therefore, suddenly, that body condition, that body light, produces a lot of fucking mistakes, a lot of effects that you may not like, but you, so you try to get out of it as it, yeah? As Einstein said very clearly, you can't use the pro, what, that which is producing the problem to get a solution for it, yeah? So that's the whole message of non-duality. It's not giving us a new way, it's just questioning the old way. Yeah, and it's saying the old way is based on you as being a thing, and the fact is, that's not so. Yeah. So let's just get to the root, and I'll tell you, if this gets, if this is seen, its effects go. It's sort of like the first knot, the first knot on a whole row of knots. 
and let's say relationship is the 13th knot, finances is the 12th knot, you're, you're feeling that very knotted up, there's anxiety, trying to manage and control, people aren't doing what you want, you don't have the money when you need the money, so you're constantly trying to work on these knots, but they keep re-engaging, re-knotting. What would happen if you would see the beginning and that first knot, and you see the first knot, when it's relieved, you realize there's a thread that runs through all the other knots. If this one's loosened, every other fucking knot's loosened. Now you're on to something. Now maybe the result will be lasting. Now maybe the result will de won't demand maintenance and vigilance and constant, constant work, which what's gonna judge that is the body identification. Your brain is gonna tell you how you're doing getting out of the brain. If you feel like you live too much by the thoughts, that the thoughts seem to be the GPS, that you basically think you have a plan and you like to arrive, like for me, it used to be such a distinct contrast where I'd go out hoping to have a good time and I end up at 850 Bryant, the jail. And then what happened would, I get out, a day later I do the exact same thing that brought me to 850 Bryant and I was brought again to 850 Bryant, and I was surprised, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was totally surprised. How am I in fucking jail again? Well, you did exactly the same shit that got you in jail two nights ago. This is how out to lunch we can be, really. I mean, completely out to lunch. And the only quality, the only quality The only quality that's reliable is inherent. It's awareness, yeah? We can rely on awareness so much that we lose interest in the idea of being a body and gain interest in being that, yeah? Instead of trying to gain interest in being that as a body, we lose interest in being a body, and as a byproduct, we gain interest in that, yeah? So maybe, just maybe, the beginning point of this whole event may not be the one we thought it was. And when it's corrected and you have results for year after year after year, which can be finally categorized as traveling lighter, yeah, and really that's all I really ever wanted basically, was to travel lighter. Now I realize the traveling lighter is allowed to continue, not by me, but by, you know, basically, uh, a loss of interest in that me, yeah? I thought it would be the other way around. The system thought if it promoted this lightness, traveling lighter, then and it could own it and feel like it achieved it, it would even improve the traveling lighter. But, I am the heavy ingredient. I can't seem to take that out of the equation. I'm giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah? I can't sort of get in there and be a neutral fucking witness or no. I'm the I am the dreaming of it. So 
If, why would I want the lens constantly looking back at this false image when it would work better if it was here in front of the, you know, in the front of the camera? <laughs> so instead of every while I'm seeing things, all I'm basically doing is seeing me with the lens back this way. I'm now seeing things, and after a while, I realize I am the seeing of things. I am not a thing that's seeing. Yeah, I am the seeing of things. I am not a thing that's seeing. That's not a huge 8,000 mile trip. It's right there. The switcheroo can be right there. The horse can be in front of the car. And when it gets seemingly moved, you realize it's always been that way. It was all a dreaming that the cart was in front of the horse. So yeah, that's it, I think. Doesn't have to be a long dissertation. If you're interested in it, we have tons of videos. And if it fits you, wear the shoes. You know? if you're, and if you're, after a few months, by entertaining ideas, if you notice, because usually it's on a, we're like barely two levels above a coconut, really. <laughs> in this conditional state. We are. I mean, we don't even know when we're changing. We usually have to hear it from others. That's how fucking unbelievably out to lunch we are. We're so out to lunch, we don't even know if the, the day is going bad. We have to wait till our head tells us at night. Oh, you know, you had a bad day. Okay, wait one, wait one. What should I do? <laughs> I mean, I can't believe if you were conscious, you would have known it was going bad, you know, at 8.30 in the morning. Why does it wait, you know, why do you need to get like a news bulletin at night? Because we're out to lunch. Something has taken us over, is using us for transportation. Really. And then we just get the bills. I didn't go there. I didn't buy this. <laughs> Everyone's recovering from something, truly. So, I'm getting cooked up here. So, any questions? No. <laughs> you have to look up when you say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at every. The feet tell me. The feet tell me. No. Yeah. Just uh, Jeff's been here coming for years. Usually, he would take naps. <laughs> it was nice. We'd have a pillow for him, lay on the ground. He'd get a good rest. He needed it. That's what you needed. And it got through osmosis. Most of the shit does. But yeah. <laughs> we have. <laughs> you got to bring your own sleeping bag. <laughs> but you know, it's worked, eh? these ideas. That's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is you cannot believe our adoration of this system, how limited its possibilities are. It really, uh, it doesn't give us much. <laughs> it gives us hope, yeah, and that will burn eternal, yeah. I didn't want to get freed from something and then have to be bound to the solution to it. There's gotta be a point 
and it's not after, yeah? Getting relieved from bondage here just leads to another bondage. Yes, another relief. I'm talking about the relief prior to bondage. That's where. I don't want to move ahead on the game board. I want to go to square zero. And I'm, and the fact is, I am there. So I don't have to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a shortcut. You realize you're not on square six, and you'll realize you're on square zero. You don't keep mapping, how can I get back to square zero from square six? Square six is an appearance in square zero. There's only square zero. We're it, you know, we are what we're looking for. It's beautiful, so. That's that, and now to the more important business. We'll go get coffee. Okay. You're not here next week, right? We're not here, I, have, I wasn't even here this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't what be here days? next week. What, what, what Wednesday, days? But Wednesday and Saturday you won't be. No, we're going to be in L.A., hopefully. And then February, you're gone too. But we're not there yet. Yeah. We'll be home for a while. February. All right, let's pass the basket. You want to get... <laughs>